Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 27 is brought to you by Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Great Clothing Company. And also a brand new sponsor this week. It's us, y'all. 606 Media. Yes, sir. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with E-Rock. What up, B? What's good, Z? We got uh, another Bears game behind us. Well, it's I, over. It's the last one. It's over, baby. No more Bears games. Uh, I think this one kind of went the way we expected, though. Uh, we expected a blowout at some point, but at the same time, the Bears just didn't put up a fight. No, they didn't. To help us talk about this Bears game, we have a brand new member of our True Chicago Sports fan family. This is our boy, Gigantor. What up? Yo, yo, what up, Chicago? Uh-oh. There we go. Y'all should be scared. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> The family, yeah, man. the family's growing, brother. Yeah, you know it, man. That's 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 what it's all about. It's gonna we're gonna turn from a mafia or media to a mafia, bro. Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was an interesting way to start off the year with a Bears loss. We kind of figured that was gonna happen. There's gonna be a lot of things going on, uh, but today we do have an action packed show. Uh, lots of Chicago sports to talk about in our loop segment, and as always in our three and out segment, we break down the Bears game against the Saints with our boy. Il Brown. That's right. I can't wait to get talk to Il Brown about this Bears. He's going to rant. He's going to go off. And to be honest with you, it's it's like we have to put this horse to bed. You can't blame him. No, I, I mean you can't blame him. No, we can't, I can't blame him. I mean he's been he's been in the trenches himself, so I understand his frustration. But at the same time, we knew this was going to happen. I feel like today we're going to talk less about what happened in today's game because it was so expected, and what we think the Bears are going to do in the future. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But first, this is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So, E. What's going down on the north side of town? Man, Schwarber. Schwarber found a new home. Washington Nationals picked up Kyle Schwarber for a one-year contract worth $10 million. Um, this is very unexpected. This man got cut from the from the uh, Cubs, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, essentially he got cut, right? For $8 million. Uh-huh. The Cubs wouldn't sign this man for eight. This guy hits 30 home runs a year. What are the Cubs doing? Trying to save money where they don't really need to. Jesus, eight million dollars. Yeah, and then he ends up getting ten. And this, I mean, I'm not mad. Hey, bo- Schwab, <laughs> get your Schwab, get your money. Make I'm not money. mad at Schwab at all. Schwab's a cool guy. He's one of my favorite from the Cubs. Yes, the Sox fan said that. He's he's a bomber. And, and, I, and, I, can and I bet you would have loved to have him as oh, a DH, like I said before. I've been saying this for weeks, man. I would <laughs> wish we had him. I wish we had him. But let, let's just let's put it this way. The Cubs would have spent eight million dollars, and the Nationals are like, wait a second. He cleared waivers. And now we're paying the time. You wasted right. $2 million for no right. reason. That's true, too. That's true, too. But you don't know what other teams were willing to pay him either. You know, he could have been the high bid. If the, so if the, the Yankees were, were talking with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the Yankees were because the Yankees talked to everyone. The Yankees talked to my daughter last week. For real? Yeah, they loved it. They talked to everybody. There's nobody that goes by. They're like, hey, Yankees, uh, hey, psst, hey. Hey, it's like the uh, Watergate where they're in the, <laughs> in the parking garage, like hiding behind a pillar. Hey, hey, pst, hey. That's how, that's how the Yankees move, bro. But listen, you guys took our boy, Len Casper. So guess what we did? You got one of the best, best, best call, baseball callers out there. Best. Boog. Shiambi, baby. Shiambi, Shiambi. Hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheers this to you guys. There you go. I love this. Because that is a great hire. It was a fantastic hire. I mean, you got a nationally recognized guy that it's known all over the place. He has a great voice and he's a great a lot of great baseball knowledge. And Marquis completely and totally hit this one out of the park with this hire. This is the only thing they've done right. 
What are you talking about? They just won a World Series a couple years no, ago. No, no, no. I'm talking about the marquee network. I'm not talking about the Cubs. I'm talking about the marquee network. Yeah, I mean, a, a separate entity, yeah. I mean, I, I don't – they've only done one season, so, I mean – what is it, what have they done right or wrong? Because if you're going to talk about the, Mark the Grace, Mark what what is Mark Grace doing? It's not like you know. I mean, like he's a part oh, of man. it, but he's not like the main guy. They could have made him the TV guy easily. They could have they could have gotten that to him easily. But I mean, like he's just kind of hanging on the fringes. I mean, like, I'm okay. It's like that uncle. You're like, yeah, hey, you know, I know you screwed up, uncle. I'm gonna keep you in the mix. I'm gonna keep you in the cut when I need you. You're invited but, to Thanksgiving, but after that, just, just remember, don't come like, by or, don't you know come around. I mean? right? You know what I mean? Like you only get one slice of pie. All right, Skiambi, who served for innumerable. Oh, Shiambi, I'm sorry. Yeah, buddy. I'm sorry. I was reading two things at one time. Shiambi, who served uh, as various roles for ESPN, including as a radio voice for Sunday Night Baseball since 2010 and a TV play by play announcer for Wednesday Night Baseball since 2014. He joins color color analyst Jim Deshades, right? Deshades? Yeah, that's JD. Jim Deshades. You hate JD. You hate last names so much. I do hate last names so much. Uh, as a t- in the TV booth, so it's again, this is a great hire for the Cubs. Do me a favor, real quick, and what's the uh, quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, real quick? <laughs> Tua. <laughs> <laughs> Tua Tunga Viola. That, that, that's your job. Oh, bro. No, I mean, look, Shambi came out. He was. He seemed like he was thrilled to be a part of the uh, the Cubs and the Marquee Network. He said having the opportunity to come to Wrigley Field on call games for the Chicago Cubs every day is surreal. It really doesn't get better than that. Chicago is one of the best cities, and Wrigley is the best ballpark out there. Argue with that. And we're done. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man, what's going on with the South Side? The Sox signed Trevor Bauer. Wait, what? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> that sounded really good, though. <laughs> it did. Well, for you, it did. Yeah, no news to report on the South Side, brother. Nothing at all. Back to you. <laughs> oh, stop it, bro. Here's, here's the one thing I'll tell you. We know that that the Sox really wanted to get a Schwarber, or at least Sox fans did. Yeah, I did. So what what do you think is – what is the most logical move for the Sox to be able to do? Well, the Sox need to sign up a, uh, a closer, whether they get Hendricks, Colomay, or they get Brad Hand uh, – that's where they got to start. You got to close the end of the bullpen and then work your way backwards. If they're going to get another starter, you might as well empty, empty out the wallet and go get Bauer. So if, if you're going to compete, go get Bauer. I, I agree with that. I agree and with he, that. I don't and, think they're going to pay him that much money. I think he likes to troll the league. Yeah, he, he trolls everybody. Right. Uh, but at this point, um, how much is he going to get? How many years is he looking for? And then he, let's say he does sign with the White Sox. Is he a three? Is he a four? I think probably a two. I think he's probably above Keiko right now. And I think you give Giolito the number one just out of respect for being the guy that's on the team the longest, essentially. And also it gives Giolito the confidence as the youngest guy, really, out of those three. Yeah. It gives him confidence saying, okay, I'm the ace. And and, and you see what he can do when he actually has confidence in himself. You see what he can do. No, he's a monster when he has that confidence. You know. So, I mean – the other, the other problem is we don't have a DH yet. No. And well, you could have got one for $8 million. Well, here's here's a name that, you know, we're talking about former Cubs. Yeah. Here's the guy that was on the Cubs last year, and it's Jeremy Jeffress, that formerly from the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. I almost called the Milwaukee Braves. From the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> Whoa, is that, a, is that a guy you would uh, bring in on the south side? Because uh, the last time the Cubs or the White Sox brought in an uh, old Sox or old Cubs reliever, it was Shishek. Shishak, and look where that guy's at now. <laughs> Not there anymore. Not there anymore. But and another guy they brought in from another team and wasn't a homegrown guy for the Cubs, but he did okay with the Cubs. Now you got Jeffress. What do you think about him? No, I, I wouldn't sign him. I, I would go Michael Brantley because uh, you're not going to get. Uh, well, I mean, as a, as a, he's a Jeffress is a uh, relief pitcher. Yeah, but that's like I'm saying, like I, I you would I spend think the money I, on Brantley instead. Oh yeah, you you don't have to pay Jeffress that much money. It's a couple million a year at most. You can have he, he, The Cubs had him for a one-year deal only. You can have him. I'm fine with it. I'm just saying I'm trying to help y'all out, man. <laughs> no, don't, don't be looking at me like that. <laughs> I know what we need. We need. Look, here's the problem. I look at the Cubs. You need you two three, arms, two legs. <laughs> three starters from last season. Chatwood, Lester, and Quintana are gone. Uh, then you got you Darvish. That's another one gone. So right now we're looking at Zach Davies, who they got in that trade for, uh, for Darvish, uh, Kyle Hendricks, Alec Mills, who had the no hitter last year, and Albert Adzelier, Adbert Adzelier, whatever man. Uh, how does that sound? Hey, hey, I try. You just say nope. Long name. Long pass, name. Sorry. Too, too many consonants. Like a Scrabble. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like you know, our our starting rotation is gonna be all out of whack. We're not gonna be spending a bunch of money on 
I'm relievers, man. I'm trying to help you out, man. I'm trying. Don't you want these cheeseburgers, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm. We're done taking uh, uh, some of those Cubs leftovers. We're good. <laughs> What's going on in the West Side, brother? Uh look, man. Everyone knows we record on Sunday after the after the Bears games. We watched the Clippers and we watched the Lakers game. Bear, uh, both played the, the both them teams over this weekend on their circus trip or West Coast trip or what do you want to call it? The rodeo I'm, trip. I don't I'm know always going to call it the circus yeah. trip. I'm always going to call it that because yeah. that's what it was. They played tough against the Lakers, man. Zach came out. He did really good in the first quarter. Kobe came out and did really good in the second quarter. They came up short at the end off of a stupid shot that uh, that Zach should have drove. Yeah, definitely should have drove to the But hole. he does make that shot a lot. He's like, that's nine that, out of ten times he's making that shot. This is, like we've been saying, this is the Baby Bulls mm-hmm. 2.0. They're going to have these growing pains. And at the same time, the coach is trying to understand, what do I have? Yeah. He has no idea yet what he has. And some of these young players who are getting time because of these veterans, you know, they get injured, they, they're coming off the court, they're, they're, they're not playing because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of young players playing minutes. And then, and then you got a guy that's named Young, is not so young, Thad Young. That's what did I tell? I says he looks Forever like someone's uncle. Young. <laughs> I said he looks like someone's uncle just hangs out at the barbecue and just swears at all the kids. <laughs> like, don't worry. Man, Uncle Thad, why you gotta put me on blast like that? <laughs> well, also with that, at the at the moment, they don't have the chemistry that they need. They're all young guys, they're learning off of Zach, you know, they're trying to get everything going, get that right. ball flowing. And they don't know, you know, okay, we know the plays, but they don't Do have the have chemistry the they need, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, growing pains, ton of them. Uh, you know, there's a lot of players in this team that we're going to look for improvement, but I'll tell you what, LeBron played against Pat Williams, and, and LeBron gave uh, Pat Williams a, a big boost of confidence when he says, hey, he reminds me of Kawhi with his hands. He goes, I couldn't dribble the ball much because I knew he was going to get it from me, so I think the Bulls have a star. And what did I tell you? If the Bulls have a star in Pat Beverly, or Pat, well, Pat Beverly, no thanks. Pat Williams, if Pat Williams <laughs> comes out and acts like a star and plays like a star, then we have something with the Bulls. I like the way that Kobe White is aggressive in scoring. He's not good in defense. It's the same thing with Zach Levine. They're basically two, two of the same players. But I will tell you this. I like Zach driving the ball and being the, the point guard much better than Kobe because Kobe is still kind of confused, and Zach has the confidence to be the point guard to, to go ahead and, and, and drive the place. Yeah, sometimes Kobe looks like Ben Gordon out there. I'm going to dribble for 24 seconds and then you know <laughs> chuck up a shot. He so, does have a really quick release, though. Like, oh he, there's goodness. no setting up a shot. Oh, he really no. stops and just throws it in the air, and that's his shot. I can't, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I like his release, that he gets rid of it so quickly, but I wish he would pull up a little bit better. Yeah. So while I think the East is super weak, uh, you know, outside of what, Brooklyn the, and the Celtics? Celtics, Miami's still over there. Man, Miami's a good team. Miami's a good team. They're not a great team. You don't Miami see, went to the finals last year. You won't see that again. Charlotte? Charlotte's got good players in that squad, man. You got LaMelo and you got Gordon Hayward. You have players in the East. They're not like they're not like the Nets because no one's like the Nets. But I'm saying mm-hmm. you got the Pacers still out there. The Milwaukee. The, right. Pace, the Pacers, come on. The Pacers are still a player. You don't have to like them or not. They're still, the, the Pacers are a playoff scheme. team. I just hate their color scheme. What, blue and yellow? Yes. What's, What's wrong with blue and yellow? This is a weird, that's a weird reason that I like them. That's like girls liking like, I really like oh, I like the Cubs because they were blue. Like I yeah dude you know, what's up? yeah because they have colors not like the the oh, white socks oh here we go here they don't we even go. wear they don't anyways wear, they wear black anyways socks. the East is weak in my opinion of course everyone knows the East is weak but what I'm saying is is that they really don't they're not good enough to come out of the East no the Nets are winning no, no, the no, East no. but that's what I'm saying is that. Well, that's what that's where they can win a bunch of these games if they're playing this tough against West Coast opponents against the guys who the 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 clips that were supposed to be in the West uh, Finals right. that weren't if they can play tough against these teams now granted the Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis that's the biggest but, difference there, but yeah. you had a bunch of players missing from the Bulls too L- Lowry was out there where to be honest I think we don't they, know what Lowry is yet way better without Lowry because then you can sit there and you can play Wendell who I don't really like but you can play him and you can play Pat Williams at the same time or at least have him kind of play in conjunction with each other and, and go that way. But, I mean, Lowry, to me, right now, it looks like he's clogging up the works. And let's be honest. They only lost by a couple points. It wasn't like they got blown out by these West Coast teams that are no. like powerhouses. No, they lost by they three lost to by the like Clips to and maybe points. like five to the Lakers. I think that's what it was. That's because you have a bunch of B-plus and, and uh, uh, B-minus players on the team. You really don't have any superstars no. that can take over no, a game. No, you have J- Zach as a 1A or a 1B. He's not a 1A. Yeah. So we don't have any. Because, but he has the ability to take over quarters. 
I don't. He doesn't have the ability to take over the fourth quarter, or at least exactly. not yet. And remember, Zach is still a pretty young guy. He's like 24, 25 years old. So realistically, he still has at least he should be going into his prime in the next two three years. I think the second half is going to say a lot about where these Bulls are going. Right now, you know, they're starting off. They're getting their stuff together. They're starting to get a flow going, and that's what we need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, what, let's try. What, what else is going on that yeah, west side? You got to on the ice. To the, uh, let's do that hockey thing, you know? Let's do that hockey. Uh, but, hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. The oh, Blackhawks. Yeah. In related Blackhawks news, the, the Crow, number 50, has oh, retired. Man. Corey. Corey, why would you leave us? <laughs> Corey, Corey, come back. Corey Crawford would never play for another team other than the Blackhawks after all. That's right. The legendary goaltender announced his retirement from the NHL on Saturday, three months after signing with the Devils. And one day after the Devils disclosed that he had, uh, he had taken leave because of personal issues. Uh, so what do we think that is? Because we know that he's had concussion issues. We know that he's had drinking issues. So was his was his personal thing right and and probably a little bit of booger sugar. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like it's just You hear a lot of stuff, we don't know, nothing's confirmed yet, but the kid got a lot of problems. And yeah, you know what? Right now life is more important than hockey. First of all, he ain't no kid. He's like thirty six years old. He's not a child. Okay. which which it's it's a weird age to be because as we approach forty I'm sitting here, and we got older folks like, you're just a baby. And then, like, younger folks like, you're so old. And I'm like, hold up. I can't be both. I can't be both, okay? I can't be balding and a young man. Welcome like, to my life as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Crawford did come out. He released a statement, and he says, I've been fortunate to have a long career playing professional hockey for a living. He says, I wanted to continue my career, but believe I've given all I can to the game of hockey. I decided it is time to retire. I would like to thank the New Jersey Devils organization for understanding and supporting my decision. I would like to thank the Chicago Blackhawks organization for giving me the chance to live my childhood dream. I'm proud of I'm proud to have been part of winning two Stanley Cups in Chicago. Thank you to all of my teammates and coaches throughout the years. And also thank you to the fans who make this great game what it is. I'm happy and excited to move on to the next chapter of my life with my family. He had a great career. Yeah. Is he? I, I think he could be in the Hall of Famer. Just it's because, possible because of, the, because of the championships he's got two well, championships. Well, he won two he, rings in ten yes, years. Right. He did. He won two rings in two years and ten years. And he also don't forget, like once they got rid of Anthony Emmy after the first title, everyone's like, "Oh my God, how could you do that?" Well, he continued in the league and really didn't do much. I want to say he went to like the Sharks, and he did not do a damn thing. So Crow, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that Crow essentially finished out his career as a Blackhawk as a Blackhawk like signed with the Devils but he never played for another NHL team that's right yep alright so question guys do you raise a banner with that number at the United Center do we, we retire that number Ooh, that's a rough one I think I I mean I I, I say I say Taves and Kane definitely I say maybe someone like uh, maybe Seabrook Maybe um, you got Shaw, Seabrook, Keith. Keith, I would say Keith. I would say probably behind, behind um, Kane and Taves. I would say Keith is probably next. Um, so that's a no. Crow, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the edge for that one. I'll say he did enough. Yeah, but what? It's kind of like uh, the Hall of Fame for football, you know, or, or you know, first battle. Hall of very good. Or... Yeah, I mean, could he eventually make it after being? Nominated for a few years, sure, sure. But, but I'm not. not he's right not. A, he's not a first first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, by any means. All right. Just want. Just want to. Want to confirm with you guys. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, true Chicago sports fans, like what you hear? Show us some support with a subscription. All proceeds go towards the betterment of the show. Go to anchor.fm backslash true Chicago sports fans backslash support. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? I sure was. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know if the Bears were. (laughs) It's time for some Bears talk. This is three and out. All right, all right. We, we uh, this is this is going to be a hard one to to, to talk about, man. The Not Bears for me, showed I'm up. Ready. Yeah, they they showed up to New Orleans, but um, 
I don't think it was. A new, I don't think it was Mercedes Benz Stadium. I, I think they showed up to Bourbon Street, man. <laughs> it it sure seemed like it. it seemed like they spent uh, a long night out there in Bourbon Street by themselves with all the social distancing uh, before they went to the stadium. Yeah, it, it seemed like the Bears play calling spent the whole night on Bourbon Street drinking grenades. <laughs> <laughs> that play calling was so incoherent, man. I, I just it was bad. Uh, going into the game, I really thought that it was an easy game plan, brother. I mean. Uh, it was like, for me, it was like, keep Breeze off the field as long as possible. Just like with Aaron Rodgers, with any mm-hmm. great quarterback, keep him as long uh, on the sideline as long as possible. Establish your run game. We've been doing that for the last couple of weeks where you had Montgomery rushing 70, 80, 90, 100 yards. And it just, I mean, you can't do it with what I think he rushed like 32 yards or something. You just yep. can't, you just can't do that. So and even like we were talking about, you know, Breeze time of possession for the Saints, 38 minutes and 58 seconds for the Bears, 21 of two. That ain't gonna cut that, it. Yeah, that's not gonna cut it. I mean, you gotta. I mean, Mitch was rolling out, but he had no one to throw through. When when you have Mooney out mm-hmm. and A Rob's being double covered, uh, double covered, and and all you have is Mooney really for your, your deep threat to stretch the field, you really ain't got nothing. And on defense, no Roquan. I mean, right. you're, if your leader's not out there, it makes a huge difference. And the turnover battle, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, first of all. Eddie Jackson is supposed to be a star in the defense. I saw a lot of missed tackles from him. You saw a lot of missed tackles from him all year. Yeah. Roquan turned out to be the heart and soul of the team on defense, at least for this season. I mean, he got snubbed from the all-star ballot. That that was a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, they're not going to play. But still, I mean, he's definitely the best defensive player on the Bears this season by far. He's going to miss out on some money. Yeah. They're, oh, they yeah. get a bonus for that. So he's, he's pretty PO'd about that. So I, I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely, I, I just, it baffles my mind how Patterson keeps making it to the 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 Pro Bowl, but Roquan Smith out there <laughs> killing everyone with two two interceptions in the game like two weeks ago. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he's at home. And now he got the injury. So, I mean, come on. Not, definitely not fair. I mean, uh, what did Trubisky do? I mean. Did I mean, he do Trubisky, <laughs> did he do enough? This, this, this is a very uh, early Trubisky stat line, 19 for 29, 199, and then that TD at the end of the game where Jimmy Graham walked off into the sunset trying to find his old locker back at the uh, the Saints stadium. <laughs> I mean, they should have played like an old Western song because he was like, <laughs> and just jetted off in his horse. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, they they refused to give the ball to Montgomery. The Again, 21 uh, 21 minutes of possession ain't gonna cut it montgomery with 12 carries for only 31 yards a rob six receptions 55 yards one for 10 on third down that, that is not going you can't win to a game cut it. you cannot win a game if you don't if you don't convert on third down and right. then 11 first downs that's it so our usually we record on sundays right yeah yeah our recording got screwed up so it's just you and me Il Brown's good. not Il Brown's not here today. That's all good. But I've had time. I've had time to sit here and stew in the stink of the Bears. <laughs> oh man, a good thing all I'm right. sitting down on. So a, co- a couple things. Yeah. Ian Rappaport came out and says that before the game, the Bears would need a very late and very hard playoff push uh, for them to really think about keeping Trubisky. Right on the the the. Flip side of that, Jason Lockenford came out and says the Bears are very likely to sign Trubisky for a short-term deal. Which one do I believe? I don't know. That's like the here's, weatherman. It's like the weatherman. You know, there's a chance of rain. So here's, you know, oh yeah, there's always a chance of rain. But, right. but again, I think one of these voices is it's typically a little bit more reputable to, than the other. Right. I'll take your rap reports report a little bit stronger. But now. Once Schefter says it, then then uh, then it's gospel. Shefty is the Shefty is the, is the king. That yeah. we all know that. Yeah, with the seven uh, seven phones, you know. <laughs> but here's the thing: I'll say about Mitch. Again, I'll harp on the fact that they took him out way too early. They gave him ten quarters of football and yanked him, and that's where their slide began. With Mitch at the helm, the Bears averaged almost twice as many points and averaged about 311 yards a game. I cannot stress it enough how much. The Bears fumbled the handling of Mitch Trubisky in his last season under contract. He has every right to move on to another team with a stable coaching staff. Do I think it could be salvaged? Maybe on the short deal? Sure. But I want to see what they can do with the laser show 
all season, not just some little bit of games that we saw. I got I got one one for you. One word. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's the thing. I, I'm sitting here, like I said, I'm sitting in the, in the stew of, of bear stink, and 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 I just feel it all rising up in me. So I'm I'm gonna go off on you a little bit here because oh, I, it, it's it's got to be said. All right. Now you cannot bring both uh, bring back both Mitch and Nagy. You can't do both because Nagy has showed you time and time again that he does not trust Trubisky, and that decision alone in the third game of the season is what sunk him down and and sunk the ship for the season. Okay. Yeah. You, might be able to bring back one or the other, but you cannot bring back both. Point blank, that's that's just what it is. You have a big problem with culture on this team. Trubisky himself mentioned culture in his post-game press conference. He says there's something going on. The culture needs to change. You could feel it all around. Now, I never thought that I would be saying this about a Matt Nagy-led team, especially what they did after the first season, but it's ridiculous. He was the coach of the year two years ago, and now he's 8-8 eight and eight two years in a row. Eight and eight last year to a bunch of uh, by beating a bunch of scrub quarterbacks, and this year just squeaking by, uh, beating up on a, a, a weak Deshaun Watson team, uh, uh, Texans team after they fired their head coach. The, the Lions, the Vikings, the, the teams that you beat were terrible. Okay, you have a problem with undisciplined players in the yes. wide receiver room. Yep. Both Miller and yep. Wims got ejected from the two games the Bears played against the Saints this year. Both yep. dealing with the same guy who you know is just an agitator. And you have the defense who looks good at times and lost at other times. And part of that comes from the fact that they have no idea what's going on with the offense. And if you don't know what's going on with the offense, why should I put out my best effort on defense? Right, Point so, blank. Why should I do it? So there's a couple of things there that I want to touch on. One, you're talking about Nagy, right? Mm -hmm. This guy should be called the Matrix because all he does is dodge bullets. When he's up there at the press conference, <laughs> he's over there bending over backwards, dodging <laughs> all these bullets. And you know what? As a coach, you're there to protect your players. If you're throwing right. Mitch under the bus, if you're throwing uh, A-Rob under the bus, if if Wims is over here fighting and you don't cut that man. And, and, who, and who dropped that touchdown? Who dropped that touchdown? Wims. Right. If you would have cut him in the Saints game. And it's the same guy. I'm not even going to say his name. He doesn't deserve my, my attention to say his name. No, he doesn't. But it's the same guy that the the way it started is he went out and grabbed uh, Miller's Miller, uh, mouthpiece right. set. Yes. And then here comes Wims to defend him, smacked him in the face, right? Mm -hmm. Now you turn around. The next time they play the Saints, now Miller's out there. What are you doing? It's over. It it's is been over. over. And it's over thing. for so long. And, and that just shows immaturity. Uh, on the player's side, it shows immaturity. And it shows lack of leadership on, yes. on the coaching side. If well, and, and the other thing, too, is you got to remember that Mac is, is the best, quote unquote, the best player on defense, mm -hmm. but but he's not a vocal guy. No. And now you also didn't, you know what I mean? Look, we're, here, we're used to we're used to the Bears that we had before with Erlacher and, and uh, uh, Briggs and Olin Krutz the and Bears, all these guys that were very vocal leaders and said, yes. you know what? You're, yes. if, if you get out of line, it doesn't even get to Lovey's office. No, they took no, no, care no, no, of it. No, 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 no. And, and they, we they, don't they have please, that right now. Right. They, they don't, they don't have it right now because there is the here's the problem. The quarterback, the quarter no, 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 it's not even that. The quarterback has no confidence in himself because his coach sapped all the confidence out of him. Yep. So even when he played a little bit good, he gets that little boost of energy, and Nagy sits there and still rags on him. So we don't we know that Mitch is not some all-star, like great quarterback, but he's a serviceable quarterback. In my opinion, he's gonna be in the league a long time. You're gonna see him for the next 10 years. He's gonna be around in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Okay, but his coach sucked out all of his confidence. And when your quarterback is not confident, your quarterback can't be a leader of men in the locker room. Nope. And that's who's supposed to be the leader of men in the locker room. Okay, you have usually a defensive leader and an offensive leader. Right. Well, no one can look up to this guy. A Rob's probably sitting in the corner, like I don't even know who my damn quarterback is. No, you know. And, so and you, the and the offense that we coach, right the, the coach offense can't figure practice. out who they want to to, to call the plays. I mean, and come the, on. And what they practice on the practice field is not what they institute into the games. That, and that was the whole thing with Nagy. Once you saw Nagy, uh, once you saw um, the Laser Show coming, Bill Laser. Once you saw him calling plays, it looked like, oh, you're actually calling the plays that you they practice all week. It's a big difference. But this defense is is just you you want so much more out of them. Okay, now granted, this is the NFL. You have to give credit to the players on the. Uh, opposing offense, especially when you're playing against Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Drew Brees and <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, but that but here's that the taste. thing. With, <laughs> with the talent that's supposed to be here, it looks like they give away too often. 
Quinn signing was a huge mistake. They could have used that money elsewhere. The line, the offensive line seemed to figure it out at the end of the season. So what does Nagy do? Run the ball 12 times. That's not what we've seen from the laser show no. with, with what Bill Lazor was doing. This, so this was a combination of them. This was Nagy putting his, oh, yeah. putting his foot right back in there. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, um, I'm going to prove hey, everybody wrong. But I'm going to win this playoff game. Here, here, here's the problem. You start dating a girl. Everything's oh. going good, right? Everything's going good. Man, it's on the right track. You say something to piss her off. All right, your buddy goes to console her. All of a sudden, your buddy's, he's your buddy's girl, right? Mm-hmm. Or she, she's with him. You can't be sniffing around anymore, bro. It's over. Laser, it's Laser's girl now. Stop getting in there, Nagy. You lost her. <laughs> you don't like you no more, bro. Go play some R&B, man, and cry it out. Right. <laughs> play some Boys of Men and bend your own knee and go in the corner, man. But here's here's what I want to do real quick is, is take a look, real good look at this season. Okay. okay? You started 5-1, and one, okay, mm-hmm. with a question, questionable win against the Lions. Okay, that, that should have been a loss, but you won. You managed to make it all the way to 5-1. In your 5-1, you beat Tom Brady and the Bucks. Okay? I mean, you had to beat them. I mean, they were they were they were decimated, but you you had a play was in front of you, and you got to right. beat them. It, right, it don't matter. I know they got to beat them. They start five and one, and then they go on to lose the next six games. Yep. Okay. Now they're five and seven. You went from five and one to five and seven in the blink of an eye. Okay. You come around. You, you finally get out of that because you play the Texans. You play. You beat the Texans. You beat the Vikings, and you beat the Jaguars, and then. Then for the last game of the season, with all the chips on the table, with your chance to go to, to the playoffs, you play the Packers, and you get your butt stomped. Sneak into the playoffs because the Cardinals lost, right? Right. Eight and eight team. First ever seventh, uh, seventh seed in the wild card era, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You sneak into playoffs. You get to play these Saints again. And they pound you again. Mm-hmm. Embarrassingly, it wasn't. And the, the Saints only scored 21 points. You're going to tell me that they could... <laughs> only only in eight games this season were the Bears able to score over 21 points, and three of those games were still losses. Okay? It's sad. So you were talking about a couple of things a little earlier where you're saying, you know, you can't keep one or the other, this, this, and that. So I wanted to play a little game with you. You know that little game that, game that kids play and say, you know, kill one, marry one, kiss one? Uh-huh. <laughs> so let, let's change it a little bit. Let's adapt it to, to, to football. One's got to be franchise tagged. One's got to be fired. One's got to be traded. You have the whole roster to choose from. I'll let you do that. Okay. Who's so going to franchise? If I'm going to tag anyone, it's got to be Robinson. Okay. You got to franchise and Robinson. Yep. I agree um, with you who am fired? I going to trade? Who am I going to fire? Who are you going to fire? Only well, one guy it, can you fire. This but, organization. So from, from pace down. From pace? Oh, well, I only get to go up to pace? Only go up to pace. Oh, man. Because they're, they're not firing Ted Phillips. Sweaty Teddy's going on my list. That's not my number one target. <laughs> um... I, if I'm firing one guy, it's probably Nagy. It's probably Nagy, and the reason why is because in three seasons as a head coach here, the first season, coach of the year, looked great, nice and smooth, still showed that you didn't have that much confidence in the quarterback that you came over here to coach as a quarterback whisperer. You're so great at that, right? Yeah, yeah. Second season, have to switch up all these coordinators and, and my defense because you lost – um, Fangio to, to Denver, right? Yep. And so you got to bring up Pagano. Third season, okay. Well, we had to lose Harry Heathstand. We had to lose this guy. We had to lose that guy. So in three seasons, why are you changing up all your coordinators and your coaches already? Just because you remain at the helm as a head coach does not mean that you brought stability to the coaching of this Chicago Bears football team. Right. It's he, just he oversees everything. He does. He's not one on one with none of nobody's playing. And and the other thing that, like I said, ju- really frustrates me is that finally they they give the the play calling over to Bill Lazor. He comes in there, he seems to be firing on all cylinders. You're actually calling the plays that you they practiced all week, and you can see Nagy start dipping his toe back in that water, right. start he, flirt, flirting with that girl again. She don't yep. like you, bro. Go away. Yeah, stop stalking her, bro. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you what we one of the main things that we heard out of Nagy, his catchphrase. Well, I'm not stupid. I need I know we need to run the ball. Well, guess what? Montgomery only had three 100-yard games all season, Not and one was, in that, one was in that loss to Green Bay, and then in this one and only playoff game they got to play this season, Montgomery ran the ball for 12, yard, uh, 12 times for 31 yards. What right. happened? I'm not stupid. What happened to that? Right. You got to scheme the running game. As simple as that. That's what I said earlier. That running game establishes breeze on the sideline, mm-hmm. and it opens up your passing game. Yes. So it's simple as that. 
I mean, you, and, you just and you, especially without Mooney, you really needed to establish that run. And right, and then you have a a quarterback who can run. Yes, let yes. him run the RPO, yes. which means give him the ball so he can they, run around. They put that ball and chain shackles on his ankles and says, "You ain't going nowhere." That's the other thing about Nagy, and that's another reason why I'm firing him. All right. Now, if I'm going to trade anybody, yeah, who are you trading? Uh, I'm I'm trying to trade <laughs> Miller. Wims, I'm just releasing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to trade no. Miller well, if Wims, I can. Wims is, Wims is gone. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm ready for him to move on from the Miller experiment. You know what I mean? Like that. It, uh, he looked. He had all. He holds every record for Memphis college football. You know, he looked really good when he was in here with his first season. When you had guys like Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen going off. But ever since then, I mean, you know, once they figured out these gadgets, you know, it's it's over, man. It's over. So he, they. Who are you trading them? Miller. Oh, that's I just it. Said that. Miller. Yeah. Okay. I, you said one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, because the, the reason I say Miller is because I don't want to release him. I think I think I can still find value him. I can at least get a fourth or fifth round pick for him. At least I can get a pick. Hey, man, they traded the best wide receiver in the league for a second round pick. So anything's possible. Who? Uh, the tech from the Texans to. Uh, oh, you talking? No, you talking about Hop D Hop? Mm-hmm. No, they got uh, they got David Johnson back, who was who was their starting running back. Who's always hurt? Well, he's hurt now, but I mean, he was he was their oh. starting running back. Like well, that's he's, he's been hurt for the last three years. I, I understand that, but he was yeah. still he was still an NFL player. It yeah, wasn't just yeah. a pick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. But so he, here's here's the thing that really drove me nuts, and I think we all kind of saw it coming. That when the Bears actually had to play real good teams, like actual teams. Oh yeah, that's when they failed. Their losing streak started when they played the Rams, got their mm-hmm. butt beat. Yep. When they played the Saints, yep. got their butt beat. When they played the Titans. We we sat here. We watched that game here. We had to and, make some coffee for that one. We we, we had to force our, our, ourselves to watch the whole damn game because, you know, I was, I'm falling asleep the whole time. Yeah. So now the, now they're on this losing streak. Now, you know, we're riding through with these losses to the Rams and the Saints and the, the Titans, and they still couldn't pull up that nosedive when they finally got a little bit of reprieve from playing a tough schedule, playing against playoff teams. You got the Vikings, and you lose to them. You lose to the Lions somehow. And, of course, you lose to Green Bay because Green Bay owns us. That's just what it is. You have to accept that as a Bears fan right now. As long as Aaron Rodgers is in the league, as long as Aaron Rodgers play for the Packers, Packers own the Bears, period. Yeah, yeah he's he's like the LeBron right now. No one's going to get past him in the North. In the, no. You know, so, you know, it no. is what it is. So, I mean, for me, I, I, I agree with the first two with your franchise and your fire. Uh, but trade right now, you trade Mac. Try to get something back. You're not the, the amount that you're gonna get. You're gonna get so ripped off on that. Yeah, you're not gonna get what you what you gave up. No, like, and and, and you have to remember if you get, if you trade Mac, you're basically giving up two first round picks. That you, you it's just a that's a complete wash. You got to let Mac play here, at least have some type of semblance that you cannot trade Mac. I don't see anybody yeah. else with any trade value to get to get some good pieces. You're not getting good pieces. That's not how the NFL works. One person's getting screwed. So that's what I'm saying. If I, At least if I trade Miller, I know I can at least get a pick. Whatever that pick turns into is what it turns into. Mac, you're not going to get nothing anymore. You might get a second-round pick at this point. Just because he's older now than he was when he came to the Bears. Uh-huh. He's not as desirable bec- you know, after what he's been through uh, playing for the Bears. And and you see when they, they double and triple team him, you have no one else to compliment him on the other side. Well, so his right play now this he year looks is really very beatable. Yeah, his play is really not his fault. He's you know, got nobody it, helping. Well, and that's the difference between what they had in the first year in oh, 2018 yeah. and what when they have now fit, is a big yeah. difference. When they had what is, I think they had uh, 50 or 60 interceptions the first mm-hmm. year. And that and then people they dro- forget dro- yeah, how they dro- big of a of a, a part that played in that 12-4 and four season. People right. forget about that. All the takeaways. Then they went to 31, and I think they had 35 this year. 35. Look, I mean, defense was decent. They 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 held their opponents to under to enough points that you could you could overcome that if your offense would have figured it out. Agreed. Now, the funny thing to me is that ironically, their little win streak, the three game win streak, started against the Sean Watson's Texans. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. After all this smack, and now now there's all this stuff like Bears need to go get him because he started. He kind of says, "Well, I'm kind of unhappy because." When the Texans hired their new GM, they didn't consult him first. What I what I found out today is that he's really upset that they didn't go talk to Lewis Riddick, who he asked them to talk to. He they have no obligation to talk to the quarterback to say, "Hey, no, they don't. this is who we think we're going to get or who we would like to talk to." But out of respect for the player, you at least honor his wishes. At least play your part. 
play the game. They, yeah, they, they could have went through the motions and, and said, yeah, we called him and he wasn't interested, which he probably would have refuted. But he, he could have got an interview as well. I mean, I don't I don't know what that situation oh, is there because Lou Riddick has been asking for an interview for years. He's openly said, I want to be a GM in the NFL. He said it on ESPN. He said it on, on our local ESPN radio. He has said it open and and. Well, he's got some interviews so far, didn't he? I think he got an interview I, in the Detroit. I, I think that I think that's lined up. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's happened yet, but you're finally seeing him finally kind of getting his chance here. So, but you know, the the thing is, is that as you go through, the Bears uh, had no chance when they had to play against playoff teams. The only playoff team the Bears beat this season was somehow TB and his first year in TB. Yeah. How did they do that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of quarterbacks. Who is your 2021 starting quarterback? We got some free agents out there. We got Dak. We got Rivers, Old Man River. We got. I think uh, Rivers is retiring. I think Rivers is done. Yeah. It, it, Rivers either comes back to Indy or he's done. Agreed. And I, I think Dak is staying with Dallas. I mean, if we're realistic, I'd like to have Dak here. I'm not stupid, you know, because he, he'd be better than what we have currently. Right. Um, he'd probably be the, the best player that's open on the open market that we would be able to get. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any chance that he's leaving. I don't think there's a chance that Jerry Jones lets him leave Dallas. No, no, not at all. Uh, Cam is a free agent, which I don't want anymore. Hard pass. Yep. And then here's an option: Can you trade for Stafford? Because his contract doesn't is enough for another two years. I, I've I've heard I've heard us and other people talk about having Stafford in here for some amount of time to finish out his career. Because I mean, he's what is he about thirty three? Something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, if you can get Stafford, I don't see the Lions trading him within the division. division. Yep, that's what but I think, too. I think on this team, you, so you got Stafford, and you know who else is a free agent is Galladay, and these are UFAs. And you bring uh, not Stafford, both. but no, but oh, Galladay. Galladay's a UFA, right? Galladay's out there. You know what I mean? So if you sign Galladay, and be like, hey, can we get right. your quarterback? <laughs> right, yeah. Hey. Look, here's the thing, though. You got to remember. The rest of the team wasn't very good, but Stafford's best receiver ever is one of the best of all time in Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. And they never won anything there either. Yeah. He beat the Bears a lot. He he beat the Bears on a one-on-one, but the Lions did not beat the Bears a lot. No. So, I mean, I like to have Stafford. He's got the arm, you know, but uh, I don't know, man. He's a little long in the tooth, and he does have back issues. Yeah, he did have back surgery. So, All right. Anything else you want to do to put a bow on this uh, ugly so, season? I want to I want to mention okay one of my favorite players of this team all year who didn't get enough shine is Cole Komet. Yeah. Cole Komet when he actually finally came on, you saw what he could do. He had that that, you know, he's full of piss and vinegar. You saw when he he got that unfair unsportsmanlike contact penalty at the end of the game. He was tossing the ball over to the ref and they thought they were tossing it at a player and even one of the defenders for the Saints came up and says, "Hey, we got away with one there. He even said it. He admitted it to Cole Komet. The ref came over and says, hey, oh, I thought you were throwing that to that player. And Cole Komet's in there like, what the hell? But let me tell you what I think is going to happen with this kid. He's going to be this generation's Greg Olson. That's exactly where I was going. I was waiting for you to finish. He's going to be productive, but I think the best days of his career is going to be on another team, mainly because by the time the Bears team maybe gets their crap together, he's going to be gone free agency. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Now... We're, t- we're talking about maybe trading Mac here. Realistically, what you should do is you might as well trade whoever you have and, and get some picks and just start over at this point. Because even as the very first number seven playoff team in the NFC, this season was a disaster from a personnel standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, and from a management standpoint. It was dis- even at eight and eight. Again, it feels like what? It feels like a four win season. Yeah, it does. I, we were on a high real quick, and then, yeah, yeah. The the ownership and 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 the management was literally with a fishing pole with the dollar at the end. Of, oh, oh, yeah, you almost, almost got, got it. it. Yeah, almost got it. That's right. too. I just there's there's a, a couple of losses there, specifically that line that that Lions loss that really really frustrates me because they they should have won that game. They should have won this game against the Saints. Oh yeah, the, the defense held them down. They they should have won, man. That drop. That how do you let the ball hit you in the chest? How do you let the ball hit you in the chest? The same dude that I kicked out last time you played the Saints, and then you get to walk up. I, l- let me tell you something. If this guy, if they let him back on the team playing, I, 
I'm I'm done, man. <laughs> Leave his ass out there. I'm done with him. No, no. All right. Well, that puts a wrap on that season. <laughs> Dude, let's get that taste out of our mouth, man. All right, I need Trish- some tequila now. Yeah, you should get some, te- some tequila. All right, true Chicago sports fans, it's time to pay some bills. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole with influences ranging from japanese manga and animation western comics streetwear hip-hop and various forms of cinema Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses check out noircesar.com for more information Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time again, brother. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's time for stirring the pop, brother. Yeah, baby. Oh, you know what? We're going to flip the script this time, brother. I got stuff for you now. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Hold on to your seat, brother. <laughs> Hold on to your panties, folks. Here we go. <laughs> oh, hopefully they're not in a bunch. <laughs> All right, man. So. I'm going to throw it way back to when you were a shorty. Way back in the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw it way back to when you were a shorty. You're in the house. It's Saturday morning. You wake up up at 7 a.m. And you got to make yourself breakfast. Uh And you go to the fridge. And you're Uh like, all right, cool, cool. All right, there's some of this, there's some of that. I don't want to, you know, it's too young to cook. So you're like, all right. And you see a box of cereal, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you get your favorite cereal. Whatever sugary cereal it is, whether it's Frosted Flakes, Lucky Charms, Cocoa Mm -hmm. Puffs, whatever it is. Apple Jacks. Yeah, Apple Jacks. There you go. Apple Jacks and Golden Grams are my gram. I'm okay. not my jam. All right. <laughs> All right. You get the biggest bowl you got in the house. You got. Don't tell me. Don't tell me there's no milk, bro. No, no, no. There's milk. There's milk. You got a box. You got your brand new box of your cereal. Your apple. Uh, drink, and you this is a hell of a buildup. I don't think I've ever done this much buildup. Now hey, I'm hey, nervous. It's my first time, man. It's my first time. <laughs> <laughs> your first time always got a lot of buildup. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a good release. All right. <laughs> Oh, All right. No. So you pull out the milk out of the fridge. Uh huh. Which one do you pour first? Oh, cereal, man. <laughs> oh hell, cereal all day. That is so silly. I've you know I've seen this. I've seen this recently. Yeah. Where people will pour pour the milk and then the cereal. I'm like, wait, what? No, man. You put the cereal in there. You put see now it it, it works for me because I got rather large hands. Yeah, you do. Especially as an adult. Fill the bowl with cereal. I put my hand over the bowl and leave enough space between my fingers to fit the milk so none of the cereal pops out as it fills with milk, bro. I got a whole strategy for this, you, man. You got a system. All right. So I've done both, mm-hmm. and I've figured out a system for the milk. Okay. So I pour the milk first. What? Yeah. And I take the bowl and the box with me all the way to the <laughs> living room. <laughs> and guess what? I ain't spilling the milk, and I got enough. You ain't spilling the I, I don't, don't got to get up to refill my bowl. The only spilling you're doing is that cereal because you're finishing a box in one sitting. That's, that's how that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Yeah. So, like I said, when I was a kid, yeah. my favorites were Apple Jacks and Golden Grahams. What were yours? Uh, I'm, I was a big Frosted Flakes guy. Um, and then my second, the, uh, second one, it's got to be Apple Jacks. It's got to be Apple Jacks, man. Yeah. And we had the whole debate about apples, and that's yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, you need the cinnamon to make the apples taste good, bro. And th- my third is cinnamon toast crunch. My so my third is something that's super slept on, and it's peanut butter crunch, bro. Peanut butter crunch is that? Yeah, it? It was, uh, that's Captain Crunch. Captain crunch, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, it was good. It's good. Oh my god. Well, I'm a I'm a peanut butter guy, so that's that's my jam right there. And my grandmother would always have it for me too. Awesome. And that in the apple jam. But yeah, yeah, man, that's legit. But there you go. Yeah. So oh, how do, how do I do for my first one? Well, the first thing I'll tell you is only crazy people, only crazy people. Put that only milk. psychopaths. <laughs> I'm trying to put as much cereal in that bowl, bro. And I'm trying to eat tomorrow, so I'm not trying to finish the whole box. That's oh, not keto friendly, bro. Oh, not, yeah, not. Can't do that no more. <laughs> All right, brother, let's get out of here. All right. Listen, y'all, 
Thank you for listening. That's it for today. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a, a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Right. I want to give a huge shout out to all of our fans who keep joining us week in and week out during the bear season for our live post games. Absolutely. You really, you guys were so interactive. You made us laugh. You gave us great questions. You made great points. Uh, we didn't always agree with you guys, but that's the whole point <laughs> of it. We, we got to go back and forth. You know, we're we're uh, uh, Bears fans, and we're going to have different opinions. You guys are the real MVPs of the Bears season. Absolutely. Also, big thanks to uh, Joe Villanueva uh, and Thor, my NIU, NEIU guys, who keep, <laughs> yeah, always texting me, always messaging me with, with uh, all the football stuff, especially because these guys, you know, one's an athletic, there was an athletic director, and the other one played uh, semi-pro, so... Thank oh, you guys. Yeah, Thoreau, you play some semi pro. And uh, uh, again, this it's been a fun season. Um, I've learned some new stuff about football. And then it's, it's been a pleasure, you know, learning from E and, and, and Will. And, and that's who I really want to give a big shout out to is Will. Will, for those that don't know, who, those that didn't catch him in the beginning, Will was actually on the, uh, went to camp with the Bears many moons ago. So he right. still got his, his official team, uh, uh, Nikes like and yeah, other so stuff he's, he's like showing off and all that stuff. But but for the reason I brought Will in the first place, he was always on Facebook Live talking about the games after for the post game. I said, you know what? This is the dude. Let's bring it. So thank you so much to Will. Fortunately, he couldn't join us today. But thank you, thank you, thank you for coming out and, and talking to us about the Bears all season. And one more shout I want to give is to, to my boy Steve Martin, who I just finished arguing for 20, <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes about the Bears, about what what uh, pace has done in his career, the good versus the bad. So shout out to Steve as well for, for getting me all right. I'm getting me a uh, nice and foamy to, to, to get into this bear stock here. Um, we do want to thank our sponsors, Noor Caesar villain radio studios and grit clothing company. Do not forget, check out gritclothingco.com. Use our promo code TrueFan 15 for 15% off your entire order. Also, shout out to our brand new media company, 606 Media. Yes, sir. We are going to be bringing you so much new stuff in this next upcoming year, 2021. Hopefully, it's going to be big for us. So look out for what we got going on. Shout out to Ronesh, who makes our beat. And shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. Super duper. You want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shine Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and don't forget to reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys. Reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the all-net podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. Brand new episodes every other Monday coinciding with the NBA season. Go Bulls! All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 28. Wow. Yeah. Until until then, be good to each other. We'll love sports. Yeah, yeah. You've got big head. Bears down. <laughs> All the way down, baby. Let's go get some cereal. <laughs> a few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature. Always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.